Stu, I, I mean, I think... I mean, we might have hit the limit on sarcasm uh, today. Uh, our, our FDA allotment was yeah. exceeded. I don't... I, I'm not sure if the audience likes the sarcasm. I mean, you wouldn't like the show today if you don't get sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be like, Glenn's for what? Because uh, it took me about, oh, I don't know, an hour and a half before I could handle actually speaking like a decent human being about the facts of the day. It took about an hour and a half for you to say something you actually believed. It was <laughs> yeah. all sarcasm yeah. until that point. Yeah, because it's 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 like my go-to uh, let's not go insane device. You know what I mean? It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. In an insane world, you have to just adopt the other side's insanity yeah. and just, just run with it. Yeah. It makes you feel better. Right. And so you say things that you, you know, if people don't understand sarcasm, they think you mean, mm-hmm. by the way. Lover can used to. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Let's get to the podcast brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical, in the Jace case, we've been talking to you about it for a while. You know there's critical shortages of drugs, too. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, over 290 or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some of them, not pot. No. Uh, or fentanyl or heroin. We got lots of that. Yeah, you know, lots have, of that coming across the yeah, border. There's, there's, <laughs> there seems to be no uh, no infrastructure shortage of those drugs, which is weird. But there's 294 drugs that now are n- not available where they should be in America. Jace makes a personalized emergency medication kit. The first one is the Jace case, five essential antibiotics. You can have them at home. So if you need them, you have it. Also, if you go online, you fill out a form uh, for all the prescriptions that you take for your family. They're life-saving medications, and they will be delivered right to your door. So whatever your family is taking, check and make sure that Jace has it. Jace could fulfill all of your needs and have those things in your kitchen counter up for up to a year. That is, I think, truly remarkable because that's the only thing I couldn't figure out as a prepper. And Stu, by the way, if there's ever trouble, you are so invited to come up to the place. I've got oh, really? you, you, your family, your friends. Oh, thanks. I probably won't open arms. Won't won't bother preparing myself then if I can just come oh, to no, you. Oh no, that's okay. Oh good. Yeah. Oh yeah. great. Thank you. Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout for a discount on your order. JaceMedical.com. We have a president who is absolutely on the ball, uh, and he's done everything he could for the border, and uh, he can do no more without a special emergency powers. And I think the president is, yes, he is wonderful. And no, you're exiting the wrong way, sir. No, the, you go. Really, no, sir, turn around. Turn around. No, not towards the back of the. Okay. Anyway, uh, let me just tell you the America that we have today. Let me go through some of the um, uh, some of the headlines today. Uh, Biden gun rule being drafted to effectively ban private sales of all guns. That's good. Federal judge rules California ammunition background checks unconstitutional. Thank God. Speaking of that, Sotomayor has uh, has admitted now that she's traumatized, quote, traumatized every time conservatives win a court case. I live in frustration. 
wow, that doesn't seem really impartial there, uh, does it? And by the way, Sotomayor, it's definitely, it was n- absolutely, positively, definitely not her uh, office that was the source of the leak of the Dobbs abortion case. I just want to point that out. Definitely not Sotomayor's people. Mm-mm. Uh, Biden finally getting around to visiting East Palestine, which is great. I think, again, he was probably a little confused on, I got a palace. I love the Palestinians. And um, but, uh, what, um, what? I didn't know they had a train accident there. Uh, he will not say, however, if he's going to drink the water in East Palestine. A verdict in the New York uh, civil fraud case is coming next week. I'm all a tingle. Everybody's talking about it. We've we've got our champagne ready to open up when when the judge says yes, yes, Donald Trump committed fraud, and they give him they give like a, I don't know take like another three hundred fifty million dollars from him. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Let's all go shopping. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm on the other side. Trump's next legal challenge could be about his Chicago skyscraper. Don't worry, don't worry. If they can do this to the president. I, and they're never going to do it to you. Never, never. Fannie Willis, uh, meanwhile, she's great. Uh, she apparently fired the uh, whistleblower uh, who blew the whistle on the misuse of federal funds. So, uh, whoops. But don't worry about it. Nothing will happen. Business partners of Fannie Willis' uh, alleged lover bankrolled her campaign. And then she gave them lucrative contracts. But she's out doing the people's work. The uh, former Trump official was uh, shot in the District of Columbia amid a crime surge. But the DCAG said yesterday, the district can't prosecute or arrest our way out of crime. Yeah, you're right. That's never worked. Uh, Never, ever worked. I mean, let me just say this. And I'm not advocating for this. I actually warn against stuff like this. But... There's not a lot of crime in China, you know? There, there were uh, Philippines, for a while, no real drug problems. You know, all you have to do is just execute the people, you know? <laughs> not exactly an approach no, to advocate I, for. No, I'm not advocating for it, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, you, when, since when can't you arrest and, uh, and, and prosecute people for crime and it doesn't help crime go down? Since it, when? Isn't that the whole purpose of law enforcement? Like, yeah, why do you arrest anyone? Why is there ever, ever law enforcement at all? Correct. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, they're now locking up $1.99 packs of gum. $1.99. I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait for the man with a key to get the pack of gum. Gavin Newsom uh, is now targeting a target clerk. Because he went in and is like, hey, why, why didn't you stop that person? I just saw him stealing. And the clerk said, well, because of the stupid governor. The governor said, and that got him ang- angry. And so now he's targeting this target person. It's too many targets in this. Um, oh, my gosh. Did he say the word target? Call, get Sarah Palin into court. Wife tries to kill husband after his ex from 60 years ago sent a card. He was 71 years old. He had a relationship with this girl in the 1960s. To say they're a good-looking group of people uh, is kind of eh, a little misleading. Uh, But uh, at 71 years old, he gets a card from a girlfriend in the the 1960s, and his wife tries to suffocate him with a pillow. 
And I think that's perfectly reasonable. And you know what? Don't even call the police. Don't even call the police. There's nothing we can do. Uh, CNN has now just said that the key Democratic demographic is trending toward Donald Trump. James O'Keefe, now this is going to come as a shock, uh, has a White House official caught on camera admitting that Biden is in mental decline. What? New York Community Bank Corp stocks plunge 38%, reigniting fears for regional banks. But don't worry. The Fed says everything is perfect. And they're going to hold the interest rate steady. They're not ready to cut them yet. Maybe this summer. Maybe this fall. You know, like right before the election. And the printers are going to be printed. I'm sorry. We don't print money anymore. We digitize it. Glenn, it's entirely different. New York Times has done a study. Sit down for this one. One big reason migrants are coming in droves to the United States. New York Times confirms now, and who saw this? They believe they can stay. What? Nikki Haley says Texas has the right to secede from the U.S. Hmm. Governor Hochul suggests deporting illegals who attack. Wait a minute. Hold it. It's just Governor Hochul. 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 Which, which state is Hochul from? Must be a hate monger state. She wants to deport illegals. Hochul. Hochul. Can't remember what state she's. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Huh. Anyway, uh, she says that they should deport the illegals that attacked cops in Times Square. If you haven't seen it, it's. You know, it's it's great. It's really it's uh, well, it ended with one. Of, do we have the full screen here? There's the there's the confrontation and just doing a beat down, kick down. Uh, these illegal immigrants are just beating the snot out. Of, and then let me just show the picture of one of the illegal in immigrants that were leaving. Uh, yeah. Oh, there he is. He's um, some would say he's a bird lover because on the ends of his hands, he's showing two birds. And uh, that's that's flipping it in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flipping the bird, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Democratic governor slammed for closing rec center in black neighborhood to house illegals in Boston. Eh, don't worry about it. Chinese hackers. Ready? Ready to wreak havoc on U.S. critical infrastructure, according to our FBI director. OK, that sounds really. Bad. Uh, but the DOD is holding an event uh, about the rise of far-right terrorism in America. It's one of their brown bag, uh, uh, you know, uh, get-togethers. They, they have these brown bag things where you just bring your brown bag. Everybody's like, why, why is it brown? Are you racist? And they're like, no, that's, that's old-timey talk for, you know, bring your lunch. And then we're just going to sit around and talk. And this time, the rise of far-right terrorism. Pay no attention to the, quote, Chinese Hackers who are now ready to wreak havoc on critical U.S. infrastructure. Don't worry about that one. Now, another news in America that makes total sense. Five men dominate women's college volleyball. Hang on. Five men dominate women's college volleyball game. They injure two female players. Why are the men playing in the. Oh, that's right. Because we're protecting women. That's right. We're we're really holding up women and we're protecting women's rights. And that's why we have five men 
playing women's volleyball. And uh, what a surprise. They won. They won. Uh, I didn't see it coming. It was it's crazy. It's almost the New York Times should do some analysts, uh, get some analysts together and, and do an analysis on wh- what exactly happened there. I don't know. I don't know. The new state mandated tampon dispenser in Connecticut High School. Uh, in I'm, I should. This is the boys bathroom. OK, I mean, it's not just the you know, the boys didn't go into the women's tampon. Disp- they have their own now. What's wrong with you? But some hate mongers ripped it down in just 20 minutes. That's crazy. Christian private school has now banned a mom from dropping off her kids in a car that has an ad for her OnlyFans account. These bigoted Christians. Here's one that'll make you happy. Make you say, you know, Grandpa, I know what you fought for. I know. I know. I know you lived through the Depression. You warned me. You told me things could happen. But I told you, sit down, old man. You don't know what's coming. We're the greatest generation. The uh, new adult diaper therapy spa has now opened in New Hampshire amid community backlash. What a bigoted community. You think there's, what, what, what? You don't want to go back to be treated as a baby, as a 50-year-old man, and have somebody put a diaper on you, and then you go poopy in the diaper, and then somebody gets to clean it up? That's great. I can't wait until I'm 95 years old and I get to have people do that. Oh, it'll be such a sexual turn-on. Baltimore principal has, uh, there's a recording out where he said black kids can't test their way out of a paper bag and all kinds of other horrible, horrible stuff. Well, they don't know if uh, it was really him. He says it was AI. I never said any of those things. It's AI. Oh, are we getting to that conspiracy theory time that Glenn Beck talked about? Oh, I don't know, 15 years ago where things will start to be disrupted because you won't be able to believe your eyes or your ears because of AI and deep fakes. Oh, did you hear last week? I don't know if you saw this. They took it down right away because it was misinformation, but they took it down right away. Uh, It was the president apparently in an off mic moment at a speech where he, he didn't realize the microphones were on. And you hear the crowd in the background, and he's apparently backstage, and he's like, you know what? I don't care about these Texans. I'm going to send the F-15 fighters over. You're like, F-15s? Well, it's a classic. He's sending at least the classic planes. I'll just bomb the crap out of those Texans. Wow. He said what? No, he didn't say it. Wow, it's weird. I think I might have said this would be the election where deep fakes would play a role. Huh. Well, there you go. Uh, So uh, Frontier Airlines um, had a flyer, just a normal American. I don't even know why this is news. Frontier Airlines flyer, 60-year-old woman. She she got up and she announced to the plane. She was on her way to Philly. And she said, I got to pee. And then she... uh, She flashed, I'm quoting, she flashed her anus and genitalia on the plane. But that's what makes the jet setting groove just, I mean, it's exciting to get on a plane now, isn't it? It's like, whoa, where are we going to go? And the stewardesses, they're all so nice and happy and sexy. And you're like, whoa, this is what it's like to jet set. And then the next thing you know, 
some 60-year-old woman is just showing you her anus. She's like, look, it's like a cyclops with one brown eye. And you're like, okay, this is great. But that's America today in a nutshell. So I don't know what you people are complaining about. Seems like everything is going great today. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I believe I can say rap legend, Ben Shapiro. Welcome to the program, Ben. How are you? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Sup, Holmes? Hey, I would respond, but I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> how you doing, man? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. There, there have been crazy. so many iterations of my art over time. Yeah. You know, from playing classical yeah. violin now to this, and uh, I, it's, there, there's just so many genres I've yet to explore, oh, I can't yeah. wait to explore all of them. <laughs> what are you going to do next? Uh, heavy metal. Really? <laughs> See, while you're, they're, they're were just, you, while you're dabbling in this kind of stuff, I'm new, learning new languages. I, I'm learning currently, mm. which is like rap legend Ben Shapiro. I just said that, and the people who speak that language know it. But anyway, yep. no, uh, I mean, some of us are it's serious. It's amazing. It, it, listen, it's, it's just a, it's a testament to the magic of my <laughs> magnetic personality. Yeah. My insane levels of riz, as they say, as the kids yeah. say. The yeah, 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 charisma. yeah. You know, it, everyone, everyone can't get off the, the rap train now. It's, it's right. not station. Right. And we will not be, we will not be denied that number one status on Billboard number one. Even Billboard That's is now admitting, crazy. by the way, that we're probably going to make the uh, digital song downloads number one this week. Uh, just in time for the Grammys. I can only hope that next year we oh. get serious consideration for a Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, that is <laughs> so funny. Will you it's, be showing uh, your nipples on that if you do uh, get into the halftime show? I'm going to go no on that. Okay. Go no. I, I think that <laughs> there's only, thanks there's you. Some, something has to be left to the imagination. Yeah, you leave them wanting yeah. more. That's really the message. Yeah. So I'm I'm wearing my uh, I'm wearing my hoodie today because you know you were wearing your hoodie in the video and uh, uh, and you and you look good. Whenever I see you and you you look you pull it. I put the hoodie on and I either look like Kenny or I look like the Emperor uh, from Star Wars. I cannot make it. I don't. It's strange, but I can't make it cool, Ben. It's very strange. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't know that I could do it either. So the way that happened is that we were, we were just filming that, that portion of the rap, yeah. and I looked around, and I was dressed as I normally do, yeah. as, a, as a dork, and, uh, and I said, do we have a hoodie in the office? And like, actually, we do. Somewhere in the back here, we have like a fax hoodie that we once marketed, and I was like, bring it out. And, uh, and well, that's yeah, said that. So now, cool. the thought after piece of, of drip that is, that is possible on planet Earth right now. We have sold more of those hoodies, and it's basically funding my entire my entire mortgage at this point that's so funny uh hang on just a sec let's play a little bit of the uh rap let's look at the stats i've got the facts my money like lizard my pockets are fat homie i'm epic don't be a whap dog it's a yamaka homie no cap look at the graphs look at my charts you're blowing money on strippers and cars you go into prison i'm on television dog no one knows who you are <laughs> so funny so funny <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the, the pure the, the, the joy that my art brings to others is really the reason I'm in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ben, let's uh, change the subject here for a second. What is the biggest threat to our country right now? Um, I think the biggest threat to our country is that there is a widespread conspiracy theory that's held on virtually every side of the aisle, which is that 
success in a in a free market free system is somehow emblematic of exploitation. You see it mostly on the left is basically what DEI is, is the theory that the powerful in society control everyone else and that you can tell who the powerful are by their by their success and then you can group them by race. And so DEI basically says that if you're a white male, you're on the top of the power hierarchy, you're unfairly exploiting others and therefore you need to be brought low. That tends to cross streams with, with anti-Semitism, obviously, because once you start talking about groups that are disproportionately successful in the United States, you get into Asians, you get into Jews, it gets into really ugly territory. But I, I also see some elements of this on, on sort of the far right, this idea that everything is a conspiracy, everything is a group of elites who are seeking to keep you under, under the boot, and success is therefore belonging to this elite cadre of people. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't institutions that aren't run by people who really do have your worst interests at heart. I mean, the media are run by people who do not agree with your vision of America, the universities. But we're talking just broadly speaking, the implication that success is unachievable in a free market society or in a free speech society, that is enervating to the American public. It, it leads us to see each other as enemies. It's really ugly. It's destroying us domestically. I think it's destroying us in terms of foreign policy as well. So it's, so, it's that sort of, it's that ideology, I think. So I, I tell you, I, I don't know exactly what you're pulling from, but there's a couple of things uh, like this, this horrible ruling, uh, I think, about Elon Musk and the attacks on Elon Musk. They're trying to destroy him, but that's because he doesn't agree with policy. I have no problem with people making money and being successful. Um, my my problem is with the elites that are. It's not a conspiracy. We know who they are. The uh, World Economic Forum and all of the leaders around the world that are are saying things like we got to ban meat. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to uh, uh, take control of private property and we have to do public private partnerships. I mean, those people, that's not a conspiracy, is it? No, I agree with that. And, and so that's why I was distinguishing between institutions that are absolutely doing that, and they're saying it openly. Yes. I, I, I distinguish between sort of the conspiracy theories and the actual just people who are saying the thing. Right. Like the WEF is not hiding the ball. They're saying exactly what they want to do, and they're right. doing it out loud, and they say that they control certain businesses, they control governments. And again, they're doing it right out in the open. That's why it's always weird to me when people say that the right is so focused on this WF conspiracy. It's like, that's not a conspiracy when you just say the thing. Um, but that's a little bit different than a sort of, I think internalized sense that we're getting from a lot of Americans on all sides of the political aisle that success is not possible in the United States, uh, which I don't think is reality. I think success is possible. I think there can be institutional obstacles to that success that are largely discriminatory. Um, but yeah, again, this is an amazing country. And I think that it's worthwhile for us to remember just how amazing this country was and what makes it amazing is the fact that we have a shared set, or we used to at least have a shared set of Judeo-Christian values and free market principles that, that have created the largest commercial republic in the history of mankind, most powerful military in the history of mankind, and most, the most powerful spreader of morality and decency in the history of mankind. And like we, we are all part of that project. There are obstacles to that project, but those are not insuperable. And I think telling people that, they're in it, that they, they will lose, that whatever is the next thing that happens politically will cause them to be cast into the outer darkness forever, I, I'm not a big fan of catastrophism in, the, in this country. I just I, I don't think that when we say that the next election is, is the last election, I don't believe that. I think it's really, really important. But I think it's also more important to build up from the local level. And I, I prefer that we all start to focus on that as opposed to sort of the, the catastrophic thinking that if the next election doesn't go the way we want, then civil war is going to break out or something. Now, I mean, as America's leading catastrophist, uh <laughs> 
I do feel like that was a little pointed. I don't mean it to be. I okay. mean, I, it really is not about it, it, it really is not about, you know, the idea that that there aren't serious threats lurking around the corner. But yeah. I think that it's easy, and not not just lurking, like here. I mean, listen, yeah. we're living in a country where, where a significant percent of the, of the population doesn't know the difference between male and female. I mean, that's, right. that's a serious crisis that is present right in front of us. We're in a country where, again, a significant percentage of the population believes that free market capitalism is actually evil and wrong. It needs to be curbed. That's a serious crisis right in front of us. I guess the point that I'm making is that in our personal lives, in our daily interactions, the things that we should be focused on are what can bring us success. Yes. And I think that we can we can fight the crises that are political at the same time that we build success from the local level. And what I prefer conservatives to do is do both at the same time. We can walk and we can chew gum. And I think there's been a lot of focus that's been poured into, you know, the, the crises that face us. And yeah, those are crises that we have to fight because otherwise we won't be able to do the things on a personal level we want to do. But, you know, I, what I'm seeing right now is people feeling enervated about things like getting married, people feeling yes. enervated about things like, getting a job, yeah. or if I work hard, will I succeed? And th- we have to keep saying to people over and over that if you work hard, you will succeed. And we are going to make sure that nobody stops you from succeeding if you right. work hard and make the right decisions. Okay, th- I understand. I understand what you're saying there. Um, I- I'm surprised that you picked that. I'm glad you did, because I hadn't thought of it the way you're thinking. Um, but I-, I would say most people right now would say biggest thing that is the biggest problem we have to address quickly is the border. Yes. I mean, on a political level, absolutely the border. On a political level, 100% the border. You know, when we're talking about the crises that face us right now, I think this is the crisis that's going to define not just this year, but maybe this generation. Yes. Not just in, on America's southern border, but all over the world. Is This mass migration of peoples from areas that are not particularly friendly to Western values into places in the West is obviously breaking politics in, in Europe. But in the United States, this idea that we can have an open border that is being openly pursued by Joe Biden. I mean, there's just no question that Joe Biden has crafted the policy that is specifically designed to keep our borders open. I was just down on the border and I was talking with Brandon Judd, who's head of the Border Patrol Union, and he was he was showing me the border. I mean, we went 25 miles without seeing a single Border Patrol agent. And that was in an area that did not have border gate. I mean, that did not have border wall. That was on a Native American reservation in Arizona. And I mean, that place is so unoccupied by Border Patrol that when we sat there at night, and we looked out the window of the car. There's a drone flying over us, monitoring us. I assumed that it was an American drone. It was not. It was a Mexican drug cartel drone that Jeez. was monitoring our car. Because, and it was on American territory. And I, I asked the Border Patrol agent, why don't you shoot it down? He said, we would have to get direct permission from Alejandro Mayorkas directly to shoot that down so as not to create an international incident on the border. So the, border, the, drug, the drug cartels are in control of the border. They're playing this game that is fully taking advantage of what Joe Biden is doing. So to understand what Biden has done, the basic answer is Joe Biden has now declared that if you say the magic words with regards to asylum, you will be allowed into the country. Not only that, Border Patrol's first duty is to take you at the border and to process you and release you into the interior of the United States. So what what the drug cartels are doing is they will literally drive up in a truck yards from the border, unload a bunch of illegal immigrants. These illegal immigrants will literally walk across the border where we were. There is a sign with a button on it. And if you push the button, it says push for Border Patrol help. Like they're bellboys. And you would and you push the button. The Border Patrol all rushes over to do what Joe Biden wants them to do, which is busing an administrative duty. That leaves the border wide open for the actual scary people, because there are two groups of people, right? There are the people who shouldn't be in here because they don't actually have legal asylum claims. They may be on the welfare system, but they're not necessarily you know, people who are seeking to do violent crime or smuggle drugs or something. And the drug cartels make money from from coyoteing them up, obviously. But the, the, the drug cartels are making the real money 
from smuggling fentanyl over the border, from smuggling people with criminal records over the border, terrorists over the border. And Joe Biden is leaving those swaths of the border completely unoccupied so that he can process more people yeah. who are claiming asylum. I mean, it's not a shock that the, the criminals who just beat up the cops in New York the other day, they were claiming asylum. I mean, that's right. literally what they said. They said, we are here. We are claiming asylum. They don't have a legit asylum claim. And that is purely on Joe Biden, because under Donald Trump, we had a remain in Mexico policy, which was if you arrived at the border and said, I claim asylum, we'd say, great. Now you wait in Mexico and then we'll adjudicate your case. And then their case would be adjudicated. They wouldn't have an asylum claim and they would have to go back home. Well, that's a pretty good incentive not to show up at our southern border. Joe Biden has done precisely the reverse. Um, ben, obviously, is with The Daily Wire, and he's got a new docu- documentary out about his trip to the border and shows you all of these uh, things. And you can watch it on, um, uh, on The Daily Wire if you are like me and you are a member of The Daily Wire. Ben, as always, great to talk to you. I appreciate talking to you and uh, and keep the spark alive for the hip hop in your heart. Well, <laughs> uh, I will. Will do. Will do. Thank you so much, Ben Shapiro. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So I want to ask you some questions that, you know, most people roll their eyes at it. You know, just they haven't thought about it and they think they know and they don't. Where do your basic rights come from? Do you really have any rights? Not the question that most Americans you know, are spending any time thinking about, but we must. We must begin asking our families and our friends these questions because you'll be surprised how many people don't have any idea. When you grow up in America, freedom, individual freedom, it's really all you know. And it's easy to assume that it's, you know, just kind of like water, you know, it just is. I don't know. Ask people at the grocery store, where does that meat come from? Uh, a grocery store? They have no idea. Especially kids today. We've completely disconnected from the source of all things. Now, the source for our rights is government. Earlier this month, Rasmussen did a survey for the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Uh, And they divided respondents between elites, super elites, and the general public. They defined elites as Americans who have at least one postgraduate degree and earn over $150,000. Then you had the super elites. The super elites are the same, $150,000 a job a year plus one postgraduate degree, but they got it from the Ivy League colleges. Then you have the rest of the people. They found that 47% of elites and 55% of super elites believe the government allows Americans to have too much individual freedom. Half of these people believe the government allows Americans to have too much individual freedom. 70% of the elites say they trust the government to do the right thing most of all the time. That's twice the natural, uh, the national average of any other category. 77% of elites and 89% of super elites would also support, quote, the strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity. Do you know anybody like that? Because these are the people that are running our corporations and our government. The strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity? 
This is an anti-American trend, and it's happening because we don't know. We don't know where our rights come from. And let me show you some of the garbage that's being shoveled. One of the guys who is the elite and super elite, WEF member, uh, everybody who's anybody loves him. At the World Economic Forum, while it was in session this year, there was a clip from a TED Talk from Yuval Noah Harari. It went viral. It's several years old, but during this, was people were starting to go, what is the WEF? They looked for what, who is part of it and what are they saying? I want you to listen very carefully to what a super elite talks about when he talks about freedom and rights. Today in the world, many, maybe most legal systems are based on this idea, this belief in human rights. But human rights are just like heaven and like God. It's just a fictional story that we've invented and spread around. It may be a very nice story. It may be a very attractive story. We want to believe it. But it's just a story. It's not a reality. It is not a biological reality. Just as jellyfish and woodpeckers and ostriches have no rights, homo sapiens have no rights also. The only place you find rights is in the fictional stories that humans have invented and spread around. And the same thing is also true in the political field. States and nations are also like human rights and like God and like heaven. They too are, are just stories. A mountain is a reality. You can see it, you can touch it, you can even smell it. But Israel or the United States, they are just stories, very powerful stories, stories we might want to believe very much, but still they are just stories. You can't really see the United States. You cannot touch it. You cannot smell it. That is... I've been in many parts of the United States that you could absolutely smell. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. That is uh, the ultimate disinformation. First of all, listen, there is, it's just like heaven and God. It's just make-believe. That's what he believes. He, so he doesn't believe that there is a creator. And if you don't believe that there is any, anything higher than man, then you probably would believe that. That there is nothing bigger than me. What a horrible way to live, but he's wrong. And he says there's no biological proof of rights. Well, it's weird because there is biological proof of sex and gender, but you don't want to recognize that. Why? Because you don't believe in God. So you reject that science while taking scientific uh, uh, avenues and, uh, and shortcuts to back up something that you believe over here. This is the basic question, and we all have to answer this. Do you have rights, or is it just something we all made up? A lot of people now believe that if we have any rights, it's given to us by government. Now, that's a little terrifying because a government that can issue rights can take all rights away. According to that new survey I mentioned, 
America's elite class already thinks we have too much freedom and they trust the government to figure out the right balance for our rights. His commentary on human rights is the polar opposite of the view of natural rights in our declaration. Nature's God gives us natural rights. If you can't do it in the animal kingdom, you can't do it. And then God also sets aside some certain rights and some rights and wrongs. Our mission statement as a country is our Declaration of Independence. It's an amazing thing. It's our DNA. But they've intentionally, since the 1920s, stopped teaching it. It is our mission statement. It is the DNA of freedom. And it follows a logical progression. All people, all people are created equal. God gives all people certain inherent rights that cannot ever be changed or denied by anyone. These essential rights are the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To protect those rights, we set up government. Men set up government. What is the government's job? To protect the rights of people. Then it goes on, when a government fails to protect these inherent rights, the people have the right and the responsibility to change or replace it. Now, these are the principles that make the Declaration just as relevant today as it was when it was before it was an old dusty document. Government exists to protect humans' basic rights that no government issues, but God does. These The existence of these inalienable rights, that's what led to the Constitution, not the other way around. The Declaration of Independence is our mission statement. The the Constitution is the operator's manual or the how-to blueprint to implement that mission statement. And our founders were so freaked out by government and people who were corrupt and just felt that they could lord over you, literally. They wrote the Bill of Rights, which was the insurance policy. It was a writer on the Constitution. By the way, I know you just read the instruction manual, but just to reinforce, you can never violate these things. And it's worked remarkably well all over the world. Imperfectly, but it's worked. The foundation is solid. Unfortunately, we have a slab leak. You know what that is? It's the progressive idea that the truths change over time. That is seeped into our foundation. Now it's all about my truth, your truth. There is no such thing as my truth or your truth. There is only truth. And we may misunderstand that truth. We may evolve in our understanding of that truth. But we are on a constant search for truth. Not your truth, my truth, the truth. And if, according to progressivism, the truth changes over time, then so can rights. According to this my truth, your truth world, rights are not inalienable. Rights of a child to be free from sexual predators. Rights of a child 
Well, no. Is if we change the meaning of pedophilia and say, no, you know what? That's their right. Then that child doesn't have the rights that you and I always thought they had. Postmodern progressivism would have you believe that we as people have evolved so far past the America of our founding documents that they're irrelevant. We have science. We have experts. We have AI to guide us now. We have science. We have experts. We have AI. Except for AI, that's exactly what the Germans had. They had scientists, doctors, nurses, experts. President Lincoln wrote that the truths that are found in the Declaration of Independence are applicable to all men at all times, that today and in all coming days, it shall be a rebuke and a stumbling block to the very harbingers of reappearing tyranny and oppression. I th- we need to renew our commitment to the essentials of our founding. There are people on both sides now that are saying, you got to get rid of the Constitution. We have to do things that are not in the Constitution. There are people that are uh, that don't even know what real religious nationalism is, Christian nationalism. They misunderstand it, what the real meaning of that. And if you're with somebody who says they're a Christian nationalist, you need to know if they understand what that means. That doesn't mean go by the Constitution. It means we've got to force people. We have to have a government that enforces our Judeo-Christian values by bringing the church in. No, we need the church to do their part. We need the church to stop. Can you stop having a concert for five minutes and actually talk about the truth and apply it to today's America? We are about to become dark monsters. And is who's talking about it from the pulpit? And if you want the solution, it's always look back to God. Tyranny and oppression are scratching at the door. I don't want a strong man from any political party to fix things. The fix is already here. It's in the blueprint, instruction manual, and the Bill of Rights. That restrains government from getting a strong man. And then our personal responsibility to be worthy of those rights is our commitment to God, however you define him. Mr. Harari is wrong. America is not a nice story. It's a complex story. The ideas were new 250 years ago. He's right on one thing. When he says it's a story, well, it will be a story if we don't recognize the principles. It will just be a story, and that's how everyone will frame it. 
as, yeah, people said that there was this country once and they believed in rights and they didn't do that. They didn't do any of that thing. They didn't have the right to fly in an airplane or have their own cars. That was crazy. They were very, very dangerous. A new story is being written right now. And unless we know the true story and stand up to defend that story, will be a byword. Freedom is a choice. It's not naturally occurring uh, in nature. It's a choice. It's one to educate yourself, know what gives you that freedom, and what protects that freedom, and then staying vigilant. Light the torch in your own self first. First. 